Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to worship this morning at Sidman United Methodist Church. And those viewing online for the Dunlow Sidman Beaverdale Charge. Um, Pastor Bruce is under the weather this morning. He phoned me this morning to let me know he wouldn't be here. So please keep him in your prayers for uh, th that he feels better soon. Please stand if you are able and join in the hymn of the triune God, To God Be the Glory, and it's found on at number 66 in the hymnal or on the screen to follow along. if you would like to follow along to page 463 of the Old Testament. And this will be a responsive reading from Psalm 1. 
Blessed is the one who does not walk in, in step with the wicked or stand in the way of that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Who is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Please be seated. For the announcements, please turn to the back of the bulletin. Sunday through Thursday, July 24th to the 28th, we'll be having vacation Bible school here. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet on the back table to help with that. The Beaverdale and Dunlow Church announcements are on the back. Please take a look at those. For the charge, the, well, for our church, the uh, South Fork Heritage Festival is coming up this weekend, the 17th and the 18th. We will be selling pierogies and root beer floats, and we need help on Saturday. So there's a sign-up sheet on the back table to take a shift to sell um, the pierogies and the root beer floats for that. Next Sunday, the 19th, is Father's Day. And um, we're done collecting stuff for our mission trip to Honduras. We have to get that stuff packed up this week. But if you would like to donate um, any money to, to help us pay to get those bags down there, because we have to pay for our extra luggage, which is all stuff pretty much for the, the kids in the orphanage, that would be much appreciated. Are there any other announcements this morning? Since there are none, let us go to the children's message. Three, correct. And what are those three parts? 
This had to be definitely yes, yes. We're looking at three parts. One of those is God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So how can he be one and three? That's a tough one if people have a lot of trouble explaining and I really can't. But how many eggs do I have? One egg. How many parts are in this egg? Three. What are the three parts? The shell, Correct. The yolk, and the Correct. Correct. So there's three parts. Do I even need to break this open? You have to go smart. You have the shell on the outside. What's the yellow part called? The yolk. And what's the white part called? And the egg. So it's one egg. You have three parts. And that's kind of how our God is. He's one God, but he has three parts. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's say Dear God, we thank you for coming in three parts to us so we can better understand what you want from us, what your will is for us. Help us to follow your will, Lord. We thank you for sending your Son to die for us so that we may live an eternal life. We thank you for being also the Holy Spirit to guide us in our everyday life so we know what to do how to do your work. And we thank you for being our Father. In the holy name we pray. Let us stand if you're able and join in the hymn of creation, Morning Has Broken, found at number 60 in the hymn.
be seated. Come to that time in our service where we raise our joys and concerns. Are there any joys anyone would like to share this morning? Um, I have a joy. Quentin surgery went good. Um, he recovered and he's back to himself. <laughs> <coughs> Clayton's surgery went well. He sits back there in the back row usually every week, so thankful for that. I have a joy and a concern. Um, my friend that we've been praying for, uh, Lisa Schaefer, um, she had cancer. Um, she had her full body scan this week, and all her accounts are down. Um, they did find four spots on her lungs that they're going to do surgery on, but other than that, very good news. Ethan, can you come up here? So with school ending here, uh, we've had uh, one of our young people who's been coming to church since he's been some of the, as little as I can remember all my life. Um, he just graduated from Forest Hills. I went this past week or two weeks ago. See your lips healed up a little bit from taking a, a baseball there to the mouth two weeks ago. You'd never even know. Um, but as a church, we have a little gift for you. We like to just, we're grateful for you for being part of our church family and all you've done for us. I know he's been involved with the youth since he was old enough. So congratulations on your, on your graduation. Thank you. And we'll keep praying for you to keep prospering and doing what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any prayers? this week. Uh, I do have one, a friend of mine, I, I was spoke to him uh, yesterday after quite a few years of not seeing him, um, and he needs some healing, so I'd like to raise Damien up um, in prayer, and in the, our card prayer request plate in the back, we have Gene Ivaco. So are there any other prayer requests people would like to lift up? This time? Tom. beautiful Sunday morning that you've provided for us to come to worship you, to praise your name, to sing your praises. We thank you for all the blessings you bestow on us, for we know that everything we have, Lord, comes from you. We're, we're very grateful that, that Clayton's surgery went well and Lisa Schaefer's doing better. Please continue to be with her as she continues to, to battle cancer and we, we're grateful that she's doing well. We lift up the Pixley, Pixley and Crow family for, for comfort, Lord. 
And we ask for travel mercies for Colleen and everyone else who will be traveling for vacations this summer, especially our, our youth and young people who are recently out of school. We lift up Jamie and Ron, Tom, Roseanne, Carter, Wilma. We just thank you. We, we ask you to be with them as you always are, Lord, but, but in these times of, these rough times that they may be going through for healing or guidance, whatever they need, Lord, we know you're, you're with them. And if at this time, if there are any other names that came upon the hearts of our congregation, please, Lord, lift them up at this time. Lord, we lift these names and these praises and joys up to you as we pray the prayer you taught your disciples so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And Lord, we, we lift up a special prayer and an asking of healing for Pastor Bruce as he is home, not feeling well. Please be with him. Heal him quickly, make him feel better. In this we ask, in your name we ask, amen. The ushers, please come forward for collection of the offertory.
Almighty God, we offer our gifts and gratitude this morning, not just for what you do in our lives, but for who you are in our lives. You are with us in the person of the Father, the God above us. You come to meet us as the Son, as God beside us. You empower us to do the work of the kingdom, building by your Holy Spirit, God within us, providing strength and boldness that we would never find on our own. May these gifts be tools that make the transformation of the world a reality. We pray in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So the scripture reading this morning, John 16, verses 12 through 15. And I did not grab a Bible on the way up there. Can be found on page 929 of the New Testament if you would like to follow along. Again, that's John 16, verses 12 through 15. Hear the word of the Lord. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the father is mine. That is what I said the Spirit will receive from me when he makes known to you. The word of God for the people of God. So this morning, Pastor Bruce gave me a call uh, shortly after seven saying he wasn't, he was, wasn't feeling well and he wouldn't be able to make it. So um, the United Methodist website has a, what they call lectionary guidance so i simply printed out what they have today so this this little reading comes from the united methodist lectionary guidance series on um from for today's passage which is the the uh trinity i'm struggling here a little bit this morning if the, wasn't very prepared so he will declare to you the things that are to come you say that life surprises you, that you are caught out from time to time. How many of us had all that transpired over these past few years in our long range plans? Maybe we just haven't been in tune with the Holy Spirit these past few years. Maybe we haven't prayed enough or listened enough. Maybe the gift of knowing was right there and we just didn't avail ourselves of it and were therefore doomed to stumble around in the darkness constantly being surprised by the turn of events that constitutes our lives. But is that really what Jesus is saying here? I'm sending your own personal oracle to let you in on the secrets of your own life. Just pay attention and there will be no more surprises. Let's take a look, let's look at that again. This passage is a small part of the farewell discourse in the Gospel of John. These are the final instructions of Jesus to his chosen followers. Some have called it cramming for the final exam. 
but I'm not sure that that's it. It is more like the parent passing on instructions to the adolescent going off on a date. Or to go back a little further, this speech in John sounds like parents giving instructions to the babysitter before leaving their precious treasures with some near stranger and wanting to make sure the sitter has the information to cover whatever contingency might occur. Only in this case, the worried parent is Jesus. The precious treasure is the world that God so loved that he sent his son into. And the sitters are this motley crew of incompetent bumblers bringing to mind those guys from the hangover movies or some such other movie. No wonder he seems nervous. No wonder he goes on for three chapters. No wonder he tries to leave them, leave and then launches even to more instruction. Look at the end of chapter 14, for example. But before you smirk too much at the incompetent bumblers of the gospels, it isn't too long until they morph into the competent bumblers, into the incompetent bumblers we lovingly call the church, charged with the same task of caring for the baby that is the world sorely in need of changing. But here in these verses, this speech seems to shift a little bit from instruction to promise. There is more instruction needed. Witnesses, witness verse 12. There is more I need to tell you, but your eyes are already starting to glaze over. So instead of giving them more things to put on the list, you know, when he cries, try this, or her favorite toys are over here, or give them this to eat, but not too much, as it gives them gas, that kind of stuff. Jesus said, here's how you can reach me. Wait a minute, you might be saying, this isn't, where it's, this isn't what it says here at all. Well, no, but the cell phones wouldn't come on the scene for a millennium or two. So he does the next best thing, a spokesperson, a spokespresence, maybe spoke spirit. When the spirit of truth comes, truth, and not too long ago, Jesus says, I am the truth. The spirit that is in me, that is of me, that speaks for me and speaks what I have spoken and would speak, will speak in the future. Here's how you can reach me, he says. I am in touch. I am, in with, I am within reach. Can you hear me now? That's the question of the air. The question to the church today, can you hear him, hear the truth, hear his voice, and know that we are not alone? But more than that, more than just a comforting presence, this spirit, this connection, this Christ within reach is a spirit of truth. Tell us what is and what will be. Declare to you the things that are to come. Does that mean we can make our lottery picks based on hints from the spirit? Obviously, we shouldn't play the lottery, but that's what this <laughs> says it here. Can we make our Super Bowl picks? Or more realistically, can we avoid those potholes on the road of life? Well, in one word, no. This isn't a promise of prophetic powers or a glimpse into the details of a worldly future. This is truth that is shared, is the truth about the kingdom of God. It is the truth about living in community. It is the truth about reconciliation and about forgiveness about grace and judgment. That is far more, more important than picking winners of Super Bowls yet to come. And while it may, be, may not give advance warning of circumstantial potholes on your individual or corporate roads of life, it can give you tools for climbing your way out of whatever holes you might find yourself in. 
It can give you guidance for helping you stop digging your own potholes and sabotaging yourselves and those you love. The spirit that declares to you the things that are to come is a spirit that tells you the truth about yourself in such a way that you can. If you choose, correct your course to reduce the chances that you'll lose control. In other words, it's about wisdom. Someone said, wisdom is knowledge applied or something like that. I found such quotes attributed to Charles Spurgeon and Beth Moore, but who knows where they really come from. In Proverbs, however, wisdom becomes an entity. There is some debate as to the nature of this entity, an aspect of God, an independent being, a creative force, a supportive presence. These verses have given commentators and biblical scholars plenty of scope for debate, much like the discussions of the nature of the Holy Spirit. I'm not brave enough to declare that the wisdom of Proverbs is indeed a reference to the Holy Spirit of John's Gospel, but the lectionary prepares, prepares certainly saw a correlation. That is why they put these texts together. But even if we see wisdom here and what has come to be called common sense or learned knowledge to be applied, the passage suggests that there is help available. Wisdom calls, the text declares, and she offers ways to life that the life that God intends for all of us, a life of community and of connection to one level. This is Trinity Sunday a time when we celebrate the mystery that is the nature of God, God who is one and yet is experienced and approached in three aspects. These aspects have been given a variety of names, some to correlation to human experience. Though God is not human, some correlate to functions. Though none encompass all the power of God, some correlate to relationship, to each of the other aspects, and to we who worship and approach this ultimate essence. Both the gospel and wisdom depicted in Proverbs describes a God who seeks us, who connects with us, who guides and calls and shapes us. Jesus reveals that God, when he offers the disciples continuing contact, even once he is no longer present with them in the flesh. Wisdom cries out with the presence of God. It would, if we would but have ears to hear, God desires contact with us, God reaches toward us. God speaks. In the rustling grass, I hear him pass. God speaks to me everywhere. This is my father's world. And that's from the United Methodist hymnal number 144. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for once again come, being able to come before you to, in your presence to worship you and to seek your guidance. We thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. We thank you for sending your Son. We thank you for being the triune God that you are. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So when Pastor called this morning and said he wouldn't be here, I was like, okay, so what do we do? So Colleen said, we could have a hymn sing. And then she looked up this for me and printed this off. I'm not sure who exactly wrote that, but it did come from the United Methodist Lectionary Scripture. But we have some time, so I think we should also uh, have a little hymn sing. Who, who, uh, who has a favorite song they would like to sing? Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Anybody have a, a number on that? 
195. Number 195. <laughs> Two verses.
for the final hymn, the hymn of forgiveness, please join in singing freely, freely, number 447. Get to sign up to help sell the pierogies under Earth Earth Floats. Um, that's this Saturday. And for the benediction, um, printed off a devotion from the Daily Wisdom. It says, Why do we trust the gospel message we have received? There are at least two reasons. The Spirit led, reminded, guided, guided, and revealed the things of Jesus to his apostles as they shared the story of Jesus. And two, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us helping us to discern the truth of the message about Jesus. Let's bow in prayer. Dear God, give us the wisdom to know falsehood when we see it. We want to know Jesus and to honor the truth about him in our hearts, our heads, and our lives. Help us to know the truth in Jesus and the freedom it brings. Touch our hearts by Jesus' words and example and call us to be ministers in his name. Make our lives one of integrity and grace that reflects your son's glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.